Hello to all of my family and friends from Bridgetown Church and beyond. I'm John Mark Comer, here to welcome you to the Bridgetown Daily for Friday, March 27th. Good morning, peace to all of you. Tonight is the Sabbath. It is our third Sabbath in Portland since pretty much everything got shut down. I know that most of you Sabbath on Sundays, as that is the day we come together for church, even if right now we come together on the internet for a season, may it not last long. But because in regular life, Sunday is a very long work day for me, we and our family Sabbath from sundown Friday to the same time on Saturday night. And Sabbath is really weird in a crisis like the COVID-19 shutdown. Sabbath is a day to do four things. There are four kind of movements of Sabbath in a biblical theology, to stop, rest, delight, and worship. How do I stop when there is so much work to be done? I know many people right now have all sorts of extra time on you know, your hands, which is wonderful. I'm jealous. I've worked more in the last two or three weeks than I have in years, and I'm dead tired, and there's a bottomless pit of work to be done in our church. How do you hold a church together with no Sunday gatherings and not even house church gatherings right now other than over Zoom or whatever? How do you stop when at any moment you feel like you need to stay kind of close to the news? What could happen? next? How do you rest when at any moment more bad news could break? How do I delight when I'm feeling in my chest the weight of all of those in our church who were laid off, of the economic fallout of the virus, the potential threat of what could happen in days and weeks to come? We just don't know of who could get sick in my family or in my friend group or in our church, of the plight of the world itself. How do I worship? When my mind is all over the place and it's hard to calm my spirit and I have no rhythm or routine really right now and I don't know when any of this will end. But Sabbath is actually more important right now, not less. Sabbath is an emotional and a spiritual anchor point in the sea of chaos. Last Sabbath, I went into it, last Friday night, beyond tired. We ate dinner together as a family, and I started a fire, and I literally five minutes later fell asleep on the couch. It was 7.45 p.m. And I went in sad with a heavy heart, in particular just feeling for our church right now and all those out of work. And by the end, I came out not chipper, but with grace to work and love and serve and rejoice another week in the peace of God. All that to say, as I've been thinking about the odd emotional dynamic, the psycho-spiritual dynamic of Sabbath in a season of crisis and chaos, what keeps coming to mind is Paul's line in the New Testament in his letter to the Corinthians, his second one, quote, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing. I keep thinking about his way of holding both grief and lament and sadness and loss and sorrow in one hand and gratitude and joy and serenity and celebration in the other. Let me read to you the entire paragraph that line is from. He writes this, As servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way, in great endurance, in troubles, hardships, and distresses. Any of that sound familiar? 
unemployment, disease, illness, right now, shutdown, loneliness, in beatings, imprisonments, and riots, in hard work, sleepless nights, and hunger. Many of you in particular in the medical profession are feeling that now. In purity, understanding, patience, and kindness. In the Holy Spirit and insincere love. In truthful speech and in the power of God. With weapons of righteousness in the right hand and in the left through glory and dishonor, bad report and good report, genuine yet regarded as imposters, known yet regarded as unknown, dying and yet we live on, beaten and yet not killed, sorrowful yet always rejoicing, poor yet making many rich, having nothing and yet possessing everything. Listen, as a writer, I don't care where you are in the religious spectrum, that is just some dang good writing. But I just keep thinking about that line, sorrowful yet always rejoicing. You know, when I was younger, I used to kind of think that there are good days and there are bad days. There are good seasons and there are bad or hard or not fun seasons. There are even good years and bad years. I think in particular, if you're a 20-something, it's regular for people to ask you on your birthday, was it a good year or a bad year? Was it a fun year or a hard one that was not fun at all? But the older I get, the more I realize the answer to that question is yes, both. It's good and it's bad. It's sad and it's happy. Right now, I could sit down with you over coffee, over Zoom, And I could give you a list of all the things that are sad in my life right now. Disappointment, letdown, doubt, the coronavirus, the pandemic, the shutdown, the economic fallout, the uncertainty for the future of our church, my emotional uncertainty, all that I'm carrying, my wife's chronic health condition, so many things, unanswered prayers. I could make a list for you of all that right now, all the loss in my life. But I could also sit down with you and make another list of all that is happy in my life. My roof over my head, the beautiful home, my family that I'm so grateful to God for, the work that is meaningful, our staff that is just more united right now than ever before, the hundreds of leaders and Bridgetown community leaders that are just literally doing an incredible job of leading through a crisis right now at a grassroots level, the way that our church is still together in all of this, God's provision for our city even so far, I could make this epic list. Both lists are true and authentic to the moment. The key is to live with both sorrow and rejoicing, to both grieve and lament and loss. There is very much a place for that. You see that in the life of Jesus, in particular in the Garden of Gethsemane narrative, where he is processing his sadness and disappointment and fear and uncertainty before God over his impending death on the cross. That is our model, an emotionally healthy spirituality. It's called embracing grief and loss. Loss is a part of life, whether you're talking about the COVID-19 reality or just life in general. Loss is a part of it. We must figure out how to show up to our grief and our sadness and our pain well and how to process it before God and in our community of deep, thick relationships. 
but we also must give thanks and celebrate and pinch ourselves for how good our life is before God and look forward to the future with hope and a buoyancy of spirit and make a list of all that is good and is beautiful and is true. And to live with both, with sorrow in one hand and rejoicing in the other, man, that really requires an emotional dexterity and spiritual maturity that few of us have arrived at yet. But that is the goal. So as you move toward the Sabbath, whether that is tonight for you or tomorrow on Saturday or Sunday, or whether you're still new to the practice of Sabbath and just thinking about it, there has never been a better time to begin than now, this weekend, even tonight. Turn off your phone, shut down, sleep, rest, stop, rest, delight, and worship. But as you go forward into the Sabbath, into worship on Sunday, feeling the weight of friends or family that were laid off for your own employment, feeling the disease in your own body or those that you love, feeling all of the uncertainty over the future and all of the loss of everyday life that we are all feeling right now. May God give you the grace and the psycho-spiritual capacity to live in the language of Paul as sorrowful yet always rejoicing in touch with your grief and your body and your loss, but also full of gratitude, joy. I think I said a few days ago that Martin Luther called joy an act of defiance. I actually was wrong. I I had the quote wrong. It was Bono who said that. So well done, Bono, and I'm sorry, Martin Luther. But joy is an act of defiance against the evil that is raging in our world. So to end, and even to begin to prepare for tonight, Let's pray together. Invite you just to take a deep breath. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in the spirit. Breathe out your grief and fear and loss and uncertainty. The spirit is called the Ruach in Hebrew, which is the same word for the wind or for the breath. Put your feet on the ground if you can. Just maybe start down at your toes and notice and feel all of the sensations in your body as you work upward to your face. As you feel tension or lethargy, just release it to God in prayer. Just relax that muscle as a way of praying with your body, just turning your life over to God. And now I just invite you to draw to mind anything in your life that is sorrowful. And just press into that feeling. Don't run away from it or deny it or minimize it. Feel that feeling of sadness or loss or grief, fear in the loving presence of the Trinitarian community that we call God. And now take a moment and draw to your mind and imagination all that is good and beautiful and true, all that you're grateful for. I'm thinking about a bottle of wine that one of our elders 
left outside my house as a surprise for me after a really hard day this week. Can't wait to open that up with my wife tonight and celebrate the goodness of God. Maybe it's something small, maybe it's something major. Just draw to mind all that you are grateful for. And God, we pray that you would go with us into our Sabbath, that you would grace us by your mercy with your manifest presence, that as we stop and rest and delight and worship, as we come to the Sabbath to rest in you, we pray that you would come and rest in us. May this be a day spent in abiding with you with anyone else in our home or apartment, and with our own soul before God. May you give us joy in the midst of all the sorrow and pain and confusion. May you give us buoyancy of spirit. May you give us an indomitable trust and a hope in the living God. We commit this Sabbath and this weekend to you. We love you. Thanks so much for listening. See you all next week. Shabbat Shalom.